This session will cover vertigo. So, what is vertigo? Well, vertigo is an illusion of motion. Um, patients will report um, that their head is spinning, the room is whirling, um, that can be categorized as either peripheral or central. Um, other forms of dizziness include um, presyncope, where the patient has impending loss of consciousness. Um, they're they're going to report that I'm, they feel like that they're going to faint. Um, disequilibrium is another. Um, they'll have unsteadiness. They'll say that my balance is off. Or, um, third, you can just have straight-out lightheadedness where the patient is suffering from anxiety, and they'll complain that they are just dizzy. Um, so our discussion here is going to be divided into three areas. We're going to talk about symptoms, patient exam expectations, and finally, um, your diagnosis and treatment regime. So in terms of symptoms, the patient is going to present with a sensation of exaggerated motion um, when there is little or no movement. Um, peripheral vertigo is often accompanied by nausea and vomiting. Um, central vertigo often presents with gait imbalance. Um, Ipsilateral face numbness or weakness or limb ataxia will suggest um, a lesion in the cerebellopontine angle. So what does our patient exam expectations look like? Well, two things to keep in mind here. First, you want to um, look at orthostatics. Um, second, the Dix-Hallpike maneuver um, can be used to diagnose benign positional vertigo. Here, you want to quickly bring the patient from a sitting to a supine position with the patient's head tilted at 45 degrees. A positive test indicates the presence of fatigable rotary nystigmus with a vertical co component toward the forehead, which occurs after a latent period. So, what do our diagnosis and treatment clinical pearls look like? Well, you want to differentiate um, between central and peripheral vertigo. And how do you do that? Um, well, there are four main things that you want to keep in mind here, and we're going to be talking about them along four separate axes. So, um, causes of central vertigo um, are going to include acoustic neuroma, um, brain stem ischema, um, Bessler migraine, as well as MS, or multiple sclerosis. So let's start with acoustic neuroma. Here the symptoms are going to be um, unilateral hearing loss. It's going to have a continuous duration. Um, you can diagnose with MRI, and treatment is through, through, through surgery. Brainstem ischema symptoms are going to include um, vertobasilar insufficiency, diplopia, dysarthia, as well as numbness. Duration can vary, and diagnosis is with an MRI, MRI CT, or angiogram and you treat by treating the, uh, the underlying stroke. Third, the third cause of central vertigo can be basilar, a basilar migraine, right? And these are common causes. Uh, here the symptoms include occipital headache, visual disturbances, sensory symptoms. Um, duration can vary again, as was the case with brainstem ischema. Um, di diagnosis is primarily a diagnosis of exclusion, um, right? So it's um, similar um, to your diagnosis of fatigue for um, internists who specialize in fatigue. Um, and your treatment is going to be with beta blockers and ergots. Finally, when it comes to MS, um, symptoms are going to include primarily um, observation of chronic imbalance. You're going to have a fluctuating duration. Um, diagnosis is with MRI slash CT. And your treatment um, is covered in a separate episode. So, because multiple sclerosis is quite complex. So let's talk about peripheral vertigo, right? What are the causes there? Um, four things that you can keep in mind for peripheral vertigo. Um, first, you can have benign positional vertigo. Second, you can have Meniaz syndrome. Um, third, you can have vestibular neurontitis or acute labyrinths. And um, fourth, you can have um, some sort of post-traumatic uh, experience. So let's talk about benign positional vertigo first. Um, the symptoms here are going to include a few seconds following head motion as well as nausea and vomiting. Um, your duration is going to be from 
zero to one minute. For your diagnosis, you're going to look for a positive dix halpike test. Your etiology is going to be dislodging of the autolymph in a semicircular canal, and you can treat with Epley's maneuver, um, physical therapy, as well as physical therapy to reposition the autolyths. When it comes to Meniere's syndrome, and I'm just butchering these um, French names on purpose, but if you want to check out some French lessons um, from a separate podcast, I can put the link in to that podcast as well. Um, the symptoms here are going to include four classic symptoms. So you're going to talk about, you're going to look for, I'm sorry, episodic vertigo, sensorial hearing loss, tinnitus, as well as ear fullness. Um, the position, the I'm sorry, the condition is going to last for one to several hours. Um, you can diagnose this clinical, and you have an MRI to rule out acoustic neuroma. As far as your etiology is concerned, you're going to observe, or it's going to be caused by distension of the endolymphatic compartment in the inner ear, and you treat with bed rest, a low-sodium diet, um, with or without diuretics, as well as um, antihistamines, anticholinergics, and benzodiapines. Third, another cause of peripheral vertigo can be vestibular neurontitis, or acute labyrinthitis. Um, symptoms here can include an upper respiratory tract infection. This is typically sudden or continuous. The duration can be from a few days to one week. Diagnosis is clinical. The etiology is unknown. And you want to treat the underlying symptoms. And for, this is the final category of peripheral vertigo. Um, post-traumatic uh, experiences. Up here, the duration, of course, can be a few days to one month. Diagnosis is clinical. Um, your etiology is going to be trauma to the head, and again, you want to treat the underlying symptoms and refer to surgery as necessary. Um, so, that covers this episode on vertigo.